Hello and welcome to the My Hot Life Podcast. I'm Mike. And I'm Russell. And we are sunburned and tired and all sorts of other things. Dealing with a little heat stroke, perhaps. And why is that, Russell? So, because we didn't hydrate correctly. No. Oh my God. <laughs> because we were at Spook Show all day and we just got home. That's true. <laughs> There's that shaking my head sound again. <laughs> so, yes, we have been at Spook Show all day, and what a day. It was so nice to see everyone. We kept running into familiar faces all day. It was awesome. Yeah, this is Spook Show number five, uh, and it's insane to me how much bigger it got just in the last year. There were two rows of vendors. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, well, actually, four, four rows, technically. I mean, two <laughs> aisles of vendors, but last year it was only that one, and... Man, it, it's it's just so big now. Yeah, they they've definitely definitely increased in size, and and all day long, uh, people just kept coming up. They ran out of parking area. People were parking in nearby blocks and walking in. It, it's the response was great this year, and as usual, uh, they featured an incredibly wide array of vendors. Everything from art to special effects to makeup to haunt stuff escape rooms uh there were live bands there were sideshow performers performing throughout the day people were buying everything from jewelry and furniture and purses and uh everything uh possible it it was such a wide variety of stuff which i think the widest we've ever seen there so uh, you know it, it it definitely it's a huge event now and that's one of the things i actually really really like about this is the diversity you know, there's yes. because everything you just mentioned, there's something for everybody there. Everything is represented that you could possibly be into. Even if you're not into things, it's interesting to see the what everyone else is doing. Right. Like that incredibly long line waiting for a purse. Yeah. There's this incredibly long line in the middle of the of the whole thing. We kept asking, like, why what is this line for? And then we learned it was because there was a handbag that so many people had to have. So. Well, I mean, you have a pumpkin or jack-o'-lantern handbag at Spook Show. It's gonna, you're gonna <laughs> yeah. need it. It was a popular item. So, uh, were you able to get one? Uh, I didn't wait in the line. Oh, okay. So no. <laughs> Maybe at Midsummer Screamings or Scare LA. <laughs> oh, not not really my style, yeah. but we were lucky enough to have a quick chat with one of the people behind Spook Show. Yes, her name is Dora, and she is one of the driving forces behind Spook Show, and she was kind enough to give us a few minutes as she was running around handling everything. And here's an interview with Dora from Spook Show. Mike and I are standing here at Spook Show with Dora, who is one of the main forces behind Spook Show. Dora, congratulations. I think this probably is your biggest turnout ever, isn't it? Yes, yes. Uh, This event has grown because of word of mouth, a lot of that. And yeah, it, so far it seems like it's been the biggest turnout th- thus far. Congratulations on that. Thank you. Uh, so how long have you been with Spook Show? Uh, since the beginning, since the conception. Excellent. It started as a, um, like a, a get-together for Halloween enthusiasts, um, is specifically the Phantom Hearses. Uh, we wanted some sort of event during the beginning of the year. There was nothing going on. The owner, Jack Bazin, he came to me and he's like, okay, we need to come up with something because, you know, there's nothing going on and we miss Halloween. We're like everybody that works for Halloween Club, we are actual Halloween enthusiasts. So mm-hmm. 
Uh, we invited the Phantom Hearses, a couple vendors, and it was so much fun. And uh, they're like, let's do it again, let's do it again. So, okay, so the next year we, we grew it, and every single year we've brought on more and more vendors. And again, it, a lot of the growth and success for the Spook Show has been because of word of mouth. Well, Mike and I have been coming here for years. It's an event that we look forward to for exactly what you just listed, the fact that it's sort of so what some people would call off-season for most of the haunt stuff. And it's now become, and I, and I think what you, you hit on something key, is word of mouth. Mm-hmm. It's become a highlight for the community. Right. And we are walking around today seeing so many familiar faces, people we haven't seen since haunt season. So, And one thing I want to compliment you on and ask you about you seem to strive for a variety yes. of vendors. Yes. So how many vendors do you have? Over 130. I think we're at 133 today. Wow. That I think maybe one or two cancellations, but uh, over 130. That's excellent. Mm-hmm. And it covers a wide variety for people who aren't able to make Spook Show this year. It covers everything from jewelry to furniture to masks to makeup to haunts to escape rooms to musicians to individual artists selling their wares. Um, there's a little bit of everything here. So going forward for Spook Show, how do you see it growing? How do you see it developing? What have you got in mind for the future? For the future, I definitely, if anybody has seen how our facility looks, uh, right now it's just pavement, all of the, uh, definitely extending to the entire, to the end of the facility where the grass is. Um, We're using it as parking for this year, Mm -hmm. but I'd like to extend it completely so that we bring on even more vendors because we have a lot of vendors unfortunately that we do turn down and th- it is because I want to provide a large variety so that we have a little bit of everything and it's not just like oh this is a girl event this is a guy event you know it's it's a little bit for everybody oh absolutely and uh, one thing last year I think I saw more families last year haven't seen a lot of kids here today as literally two costumed children walk by <laughs> <laughs> so but uh But you're right. It does have a lot of territory. You cover a lot of different subject matter, a lot of different types of vendors. So for people who are familiar with Halloween Club in La Mirada, you're talking about the paved parking lot is is completely full this year. Yes. Mm -hmm. And there is no space left. So I can see why you're thinking about expanding into that other space. Mm -hmm. We are so happy to see this event growing and changing and developing the way it is. Do you have anything you want to draw attention to, particularly in the future of like, first of all, how do people find out about Spook Show in advance and where can we direct them on the web? Uh, They could find us on social media at Halloween Clubs, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. But the more secure way of finding out would be the newsletter, uh, signing up to our newsletter. Mm -hmm. And I'll send an, an invitation in that form. We're also thinking of uh, having a second spook show or some some more events. So definitely the newsletter is the best way to go. Excellent. So definitely we'll have that information for people can contact you and sign up for the newsletter. So we were introduced to you as this is Dora's event. This is more than a one-purse operation. Absolutely. So what kind of a crew do you have working behind the scenes? We have a very tight-knit family type of crew. Uh, It takes every single person here to make this happen so it's it's not just my event it's the entire crew here at halloween club uh from stacy to the owners uh and you know all the teams everybody is essential to making this happen we're all we were all here last night to put up the grid that you see up tonight uh, today 
Uh, and yeah, like uh, this event doesn't happen without them. So a huge thanks to my entire crew. And I think this is also the the most obvious presence of crew members I've ever seen here before. You've got lots of people running around in crew staff shirts, helping everybody, directing them because you've changed the check-in process to be more streamlined this mm-hmm. year, which worked really, really well for us. Thank you. Uh, you uh, you obviously are streamlining it. You've changed where the picture booth was. Like all of that works so well this year. And, you know, we have, have seen the entire staff running around helping people find their way. Uh, it, it's Everyone has been very responsive to our questions. It's like congratulations on a really great event. Now, uh, if, you, if people want to reach you, uh, how would they find you? In response to the newsletter? Uh, in, uh, via newsletter. Actually, after this event, I am planning to send a newsletter blast for everybody that attended so that they could find their pictures, but also so that they could provide our, uh, their feedback. That's very big for this event, actually. That's the, uh, I think, one of the, the reasons that it's grown because I've actually listened to what people say. It's not, you know, every single person's comment is taken into account. And, you know, so give us your feedback. Let us know what we could do better. Well, We're so, listening. So I'm really, really happy to hear that. Mm-hmm. And so... Uh, you know, I recommend to our listeners, uh, I'm sure Mike does the same thing, of sign up for the newsletter, you know, get feedback. If you have anything that you see about the Spook Show, please reach out to Dora and let her know. Because, she, you know, she's been asking us questions uh, concerning what we like, what we dislike. And, like, and congratulations on a really successful event. Thank this you. has been so much fun the last Thank few you. years. And it's wonderful to see it grow every year. Thank you. Thank you. Hopefully you, you come back and... Uh, oh, I think you'll see us again. You're, better, you're happier with the results for next year. Thank you so much. So thank you again, Dora, for your time. What you have planned for next year sounds incredible. We are so super, super excited about it. Mike, you and I talk about the community. This is another thing along with, you know, Midsummer Scream and Scare LA. This is a different time of the year. This is another asset to the community. Oh, it definitely is. And that I think that was proven by how many people we recognized and we, we just like kept running into familiar faces and, you know, it was, we were able to catch up with some people. I, I, I ran into a couple of people I haven't seen in months and it was awesome. And just like, and, and so many, we were running around being so busy that we actually, there were a couple of times when we just had to wave and like, wait, I'll try to catch up with you later. And it never happened. Sorry. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it, this, this has become an, a huge asset, I think, to the haunt community, to the horror community, and so much more in, in Southern California. Definitely. It, it, this, this is a destination. You yeah. Know, this isn't something that's just like, oh, if this is going on, maybe I'll stop by. This is a, you plan for it. You plan to spend your day there check out bands you check out everyone and you meet friends you do escape rooms and <laughs> I, I think the know. key that i think the key clue to this was when we drove up and they had already run out of parking long before they even opened oh yeah well uh dawson was saying people were lined up since 10 a.m right which is two hours before the uh, official start time yeah Kudos to them. Congratulations on the success. And Mike, we also were able to talk to a few other people. Right. Uh, We mentioned the conventions such as Midsummer Scream and Scare LA. And first up, we have an interview with David from Midsummer Scream telling us a little bit about what's coming this year. This is Russell and Mike, and we are lucky enough to grab a few minutes with David Markland, who is the executive director of Midsummer Scream Halloween Festival. David, please, we know that tickets have already gone on sale, and could you give us specifically the dates, location, other ticket information that might be out there? 
Uh, yeah, the, I mean, the event itself is July 29th and 30th at the Long Beach Convention Center. Which uh, is the same location you had last year, correct? Same location as last year. Uh, it's humongous, uh, and we're only using a portion of it, and we're still humongous. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, we, right now we have, you know, I'm not sure when your podcast goes live, but I'm sure our ticket pre-sale will still be going on. We have 50% off of our general admission tickets. Um, and always check back on the site. Sometimes we're able to offer additional discounts, but typically uh, the general admission will probably be uh, half off until, probably at least until uh, late April. Oh, excellent. So um, that's a lot of that's yeah. a lot of time for people to to, uh, to buy tickets, but definitely uh, check out the Midsummer Screen website and and look for the ticket deals. Yeah, absolutely. And please give us your website address. We're at midsummerscream.org, as and in Oregon. Uh, last year was your debut, and it was a fantastic festival. We loved Thank it. Thank you. So, anytime anyone goes into something that's their second time. What have you learned? What's different? What can we expect? Things like that. Well, last year for our team, it was one of the most positive event experiences we've ever had. Um, the feedback was tremendous. Going, you know, you know, going into it, you're nervous. You don't know if everything's going to work. But our team pulled it together. We were elated. Um, you know, we and we have a, a pretty short list of things that we know we need to really have to have to hone and and uh, and perfect to make sure that the audience experience is better. And also for us, behind the scenes, things you didn't see that we wanted to do that we weren't able to. But like entering this year, we already know that we're able to do everything we did last year. So at this point, we're just building off of that. Um, so like for our Hall of Shadows, I think we had about eight different haunts in there, uh, like mini haunts that people could walk through. This year, we're going to have fourteen. Wow, that's quite a jump. You know, I know how we can fit in more vendors, you know, and, um, you know, and, and make sure that flow is really good, too, and really an exciting show floor for people to really enjoy. And, you know, it's just that sort of stuff. Like, you know, at the end of the day or at the end of these events, you never get to do everything you want. Uh, and with our team, everybody has so many ideas that this year we're just, again, we're looking in and trying to evaluate what did people really like last year so we make sure that stays. And then what's the stuff we can we can grow with? You know, we have a little bit more space that we're working with this year uh, to have more activations, uh, maybe uh, another room where we can do more panel-type stuff because we have so many ideas for uh, panels and presentations to do and so many people want to participate to allow them to activate as well. Uh, one of the things that Mike and I have talked about on the podcast before and that we really enjoyed is you had some truly unique live performances going on during the course of the weekend, uh, as well as the, the the haunt section, the Hall of Shadows, which you were just referring to. So as far as live performances, I, I, I know it's really early. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything in place that you can tell us about, or is it just too early for that? Well, no, we have Zombie Joe's Urban Death is returning. Oh, excellent. And we've announced that. And uh, last year we let him rip loose and he did a adults only thing and I said you have to make it adults only and it was pretty it was pretty crazy it was adults only definitely. I mean, it was definitely adults only um, so and we warned people and so this year you know we're pushing him to you know try something different you know use this as a platform to really be do something maybe uh, he he hasn't been able to test at his, his show or just do something new but like it's always going to be urban death mm-hmm. so we know we have him coming back we're going to have a whole uh, stage which is going to be dedicated more to performances like podcasts you know just purely for performances maybe live st- you know stage readings um, I believe we have uh, Fallen Saints is going to do something oh excellent and um, as well and they'll have a dedicated space for that and Fallen Saints is Force of Nature Productions uh, yes it is so whether they'll be doing it as Fallen Saints, I'm not sure, but I think it's that's the sort of uh, concept of a immersive haunt type experience, right? Uh, which they'll do, which you know combines the theatrics with um, a conventional walkthrough some way. Excellent. And you know, part of the exciting part for me is you know 
we bring these people in with a loose idea of what they're going to do, and I think they also have to figure out what's going to work best for them in the space. So what we talk about now, like it'll it'll change, and it's really one of the for me, it's one of the more fun parts of doing these events. We have four months until the event starts. What can we look forward to in these four months as far as announcements and what's to come? And are you saving any secrets for the convention? Well, you know, I think we'll reveal everything that we can to bring people in. You know, if it's, if it's you know, generally, if it, if it sells a ticket, we want people to be able to know that they need to come. But there's sometimes uh, some of the uh, theme parks don't let us reveal what they're going to talk about. But we just we can tease that they're going to reveal something big. Um, we're constantly adding stuff to our slate. We'll probably be announcing stuff. You know, periodically, you know, as a package, like we'll do an announcement. Probably, we'll probably list our vendors uh, by the time this podcast airs. They'll be on online. Um, it's a pretty awesome lineup, and that's just to start. Um, but over the, you know, every couple of weeks, we'll probably announce something new. Just check out our Facebook page. You know, Midsummer Scream. Uh, you know, we're also on Instagram. But most of our big announcements will come through the uh, Facebook page as well as our email blasts. And once again, the location is the same location you were in last year, which is Long Beach Convention Center. Correct. And give me the dates again. And uh, since you just were mentioning your social media, please let us know how people can find you. Yeah, it's, uh, we're at midsummerscream.org as an organ. I just thought of that by you guys, my presence. <laughs> uh, and then uh, the dates are July 29th and 30th. Right. Uh, and uh, Long Beach Convention Center. Check us out on the website. Just Google Midsummer Scream Halloween Festival. Uh, I'm sure you'll find us that way as well. Yeah, check us out. And again, Midsummer Scream, uh, their booth was crazy busy. And thank you, David, so much for stepping away for a few minutes and talking with us. One of the things that piqued my interest about Midsummer Scream this year was based on a theme park adventure article about Into the Black, a creation of Larry Bones, who you may recognize from Midsummer Scream last year and previous Scare LA's uh, by doing the huge makeup demonstrations on the show floor. Which are always a huge hit and yeah. amazing to look at. So he's behind Boneyard Effects. So based on that TPA article, we wanted to hear a little bit more about Into the Black. So we were able to speak to Larry Bones about it. And here is an interview with Larry. Hey, we're here with Larry Bones outside of Spook Show. And Larry, thank you for for taking the time out of your day. We, we just saw a makeup you did, and it's it's incredible. So we know you're a busy guy, so thank you, first of all. Absolutely. It's actually my day off, so it's actually kind of nice to get out of Into the Black for at least a minute to come out down here. So having a great time today. Now, speaking of Into the Black, what is it exactly? Into the Black is a multi-level new haunt experience that we're bringing out. So we actually are doing a 20-minute short horror film that we just actually wrapped up that actually ties into a virtual reality experience that actually ties into a haunted attraction that we're going to have at Pomona Fairplex this year. And then we're on top of that, we're just going to do a full-level documentary on the whole process as well. Wow. Yeah, we're a little ambitious. (laughs) (laughs) And on top of that, you're still doing makeup as well. Absolutely, absolutely. It's it's my life, so. (laughs) So, okay, so you do makeup. I do. Now you make films. I do. What don't you do and... How do you have time for it all? You, you, you know, you just keep going. It's just a passion for the, the haunt world, the horror industry, everything. So it's like you, you can't help but wake up and be so excited to do, do these things. You, you know, who has time for sleep? You can sleep when you're dead, right? Uh, now, Midsummer Scream is coming up, and you are going to have a presence of Into the Black there as well, correct? Absolutely. At Midsummer Scream, we're actually going to be premiering our film there. So you'll be able to see that. And I'm going to have a little bit of a sneak preview of our documentary is there. 
But on top of that, as usual, we're going to have a gigantic makeup stage right inside the front door. It will not be into the black related, but just something for fun because we always like to be able to make monsters for Midsummer Scream. And then we're also talking about doing a photo op for them and then our effects faces booth as well there. So we're all over Midsummer Scream as, as usual. That's awesome. So into the black, there's a VR component. There is. And now, how did you fall in love with VR? Because we are recent PSVR owners and the horror games... It's like going through haunted houses whenever you want inside of your own home. It's incredible. So what, how did you first get exposed to that and what made you want to do a haunt with that aspect in it? Well, it actually, when I first started it, it was going to be just the movie and the haunt. I talked with Dave Love, who does Hollow, Hollow Productions, and he brought it to me and said, well, what would you think about adding a VR element? It's like thinking... Why not? <laughs> we, we, that just add one more layer to this project that we're doing. And we worked it out so that all the stories tie in together. So like the VR element will actually take you back in time to 1866. So you're actually going to see what happened in the Black House back in time. Whereas where the film is modern day where you have a group of paranormal researchers who are trying to find this legendary Black House. So you're going to go through their, their experience of actually locating the Black House and getting into it. At the haunt, you're now following right in their footsteps, going through the same sets, through the same experiences at, that the people in the film are going to be. So if someone dies in the film, you're probably most likely going to find their body in the haunt somewhere. So it just leads right off from the film right into the haunt. That's incredible. <laughs> and in, super ambitious. Yes, it is. <laughs> it is. But it, it's something that I don't think has ever been touched before. And then the element that the fact you walk through this haunt alone. You don't go through in a conga line. You go through alone, one at a time. Nobody, no friends to keep you from laughing out the horror, because that's where true horror comes is when you are by yourself. As haunt nerds, thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So on top of all this, you also own and run Boneyard Effects. I do, absolutely. Um, so for people listening that have an interest in, in special effects makeup and prosthetics and all of that fun stuff that is not digital, what kind of advice would you give them if they want to expand their knowledge in that area? You know, actually, I have a lot of people that work for me that actually have gained a great deal of knowledge through YouTube videos. I have people that have never gone for formal training, but have just dedicated themselves to working on YouTube videos, and they become amazing artists. So, I mean, you can, you can go to schools. There are formal schools out there that can be quite pricey, but it's a passion. You know, it's a, it's really has got to be a passion. you got to really know that this is really what you want to do because it, it can be a very difficult job to maintain. So, first, right off, make sure that you are in love with what you do. Referring to Into the Black, you mentioned the Pomona Fairplex. Yes. So uh, are you part of, are you going to be a standalone? Are you part of another event there? Are you going to be there throughout the haunt season? What's the future of Into the Black? Because people are going to want to find this. Absolutely, absolutely. So we are standalone. We're actually in a building called Club One that's actually in there. So it's it's no one else. It's just us going to be in there by ourselves. So we're the only haunted attraction. I believe there's a family-friendly pumpkin element going on in there, but... The scary people want to come to us. So, Excellent. <laughs> we actually are running for 14 days through October, so you will see Friday, Saturday, Sunday through uh, to the very end when we have a five-day run through Halloween. So 14 days through in October. Do you have a website for Into the Black? We do. You can visit us at intotheblack.biz, and you can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, those are going to be at Into the Black. We have Into the Black 2017 for the other two. And if people want to learn more about Boneyard Effects, where would they find more information about you and your company? Uh, You can visit our website at boneyardeffects.com. 
So again, thank you so much. And just from this conversation, this is going to be on so many people's lists to check out. Like, this sounds incredible. I sure hope so. I hope we hope bring something new to this haunt world. So again, Larry, thank you so much for speaking with us. We know you were busy. You were doing makeup demos and all sorts of running around. So thank you again. And I mean, Russell, just based on this, this is going to be on so many people's list i i am so intrigued by this his description is so cool sounding uh yeah i i i definitely want to know more and you you haven't played resident evil 7 yet right no i have not okay this is coming soon this is i'm not going to spoil it for you or anyone that's listening but what he's describing makes me think of the videotapes and that's all i'll say for people that have played it you know you know what i'm talking about okay but yeah, it sounds like that, which is going to be awesome. <laughs> and uh, somebody else that we spoke to, Mike, we were able to grab a few minutes with Emily from Scare LA. Scare LA's booth also was very busy during the day at Spook Show. And the fact that she was able to step away was, was so kind of her. We've stepped away from Spook Show to talk to one more person, Emily Rua from Scare LA. I am the vendor manager and the screening room curator. Please give us information on Scare LA. I believe, if I'm if I'm understanding and remembering this correctly, tickets have not gone on sale yet. No, they'll be going on sale in April, although we are doing tickets right here at Spook Show for 60% off. So it's a really good deal. If you're out here, I hope people come out and get them. Oh, yeah, we've seen people buying already this morning. Yes, we've had uh, long lines all day. That's excellent. Congratulations on that. Uh, so they'll be released through your website in April, you say? Yes, they will. And this year we are at the Los Angeles Convention Center. So we outgrew our old venue and we are at someplace new right in the heart of downtown. I was going to ask you about that. Congratulations, because Scarole has been growing every year. Yes, last year we had over 12,000 attendees and this year we are predicted to have over 15,000 attendees. Oh, that's awesome. Awesome. Yes, we're one of the fastest growing fan conventions in the country. Uh, for our first couple of years, we actually grew faster than Comic-Con did in their first few years as well. Well, that's it's. I think Scarlet came at a time when you filled a niche. You felt you, you just mm-hmm. fell into a place where the community was needed something to bring it together. And there are so many things about my first Scarlet that you know, it just uh, so many people I've met, so many people that even if I had been aware of them online, I didn't meet them in person until I went to Scarlet, and we ended up meeting in person at Scarlet. Actually. Mike and I met for the very first time at Scarlet. Oh, that's wonderful to hear. And that's really what we're about. We love the community. I think that Halloween is a holiday that you don't celebrate alone. It's filled with love and joy. Exactly. And that's what we want to promote. And we want to bring people together. And we want different groups to get together and combine and collaborate in ways that they never even knew possible. All right. What can we look for at Scarlet this year? Well, more of everything that we've had in the past and some new things. Our exhibitor floor is growing. Last year we had about 200 exhibitors. This year we're hoping to have about 250. We're going to have bigger and better mini haunts. We're going to have our main stage programming. A lot of things are going to be announced very soon, so there's a lot that I have to still keep quiet, unfortunately. I understand. You mentioned earlier that it, you're one of the fastest growing fan conventions, and I want to see what you think as to why and then I'll tell you why I think that (laughs) why Ooh, that is a hard one I think because Halloween is a lot more than a holiday it's a lifestyle for a lot of people and what we offer it's not 
just selling things. It's not just panels. It's all these different things that come together. And that community, that feeling that you belong there, that's something that they didn't have in Southern California until we came along. And every year we've tried to, to get bigger and better and reach out to other underserved communities. See, and the way I, I see it as a fan coming to this and seeing it year after year, uh, first of all, I, I want to thank you and also want to say I hate you guys for because now Russell and I are friends because <laughs> of you. But <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> just, just kidding. But you have you're kind you're thinking outside the box. Um, so the first couple of years of Scarole, it was what you would expect. It was kind of like like what Spook Show is mm -hmm. right now. But then the next year, it's like you actually have haunted houses. The next year, yeah. you actually have different things like you know you have escape rooms coming now and you have horror movies and there's a bigger presence of those things and then also last year was Todd Robbins. I would say to, to piggyback off of that we want to enable creators we don't just want people to consume this media or just buy things we want to empower them to be able to make their own make their own films make their own haunts and really give back to this community and become a producing member of the community. To wrap up, Mike and I are looking forward to Scarole and what you have, all of that secret stuff that you can't reveal to us right now. So we are looking forward to it. Uh, please, how do people find out more information when tickets go on sale? Uh, please give us your website and your other social media contacts. Yes, go to scarole.com and all of our information's there. And all the links can be found there, I'm sure. Yes, all so, of our website link or and, all of our social media links can. And be the dates of the convention this year? August fifth and sixth. And that is at the Los Angeles Convention Center downtown. Yes. Good luck with the new venue. It's a huge play space for you. Thank you very much. I can't wait to see you there. And again, Emily, thank you so much for stepping away from the booth uh, and, and giving us that time. Definitely looking forward to both of the conventions this year. Uh, really excited to see what each of them contain and really, really intrigued by the fact that they have a venue change. Uh, so they're going to have more space to play with. It's going to be interesting to see what they do with that. Oh, definitely. And especially being downtown, there's so much opportunity to do other things. That's true. You know, most a lot of conventions that do things at the convention center also do things around the city as well. So it'll be interesting to see if they utilize downtown L.A. Yeah, d true. Very, very true. So something that's come up on our radar uh, in the last few days, actually, is called the Fool's Fest. And that's happening on March 24th. And down in Santa Ana in Orange County. And they had a booth there. So we went to the booth to learn a little bit more about what this was. We were speaking with the creator, Sarah, and had a little chat with her about what people can expect and what's going to happen and dress code. So <laughs> it makes sense once you hear it. Yeah, and absolutely. You'll, you'll, you'll understand. <laughs> so here is a chat with Sarah. Something new on our radar is the Fools Festival, which is an upcoming event on March 24th. Here at Spook Show, we are lucky enough to be talking with Sarah. Sarah, please introduce yourself to our listeners. Uh, my name is Sarah Navarrete, and I am the executive producer of Fools Festival. Please, tell us more about the Fools Festival, because you're just getting on people's radars. You're just starting to put out the presence of what the event is. Describe the event for us. Yeah, this is our first year, um, and we're going to be at the Yost Theater. It's a historic venue, so it's pretty cool in itself. 
itself. It was built in 1912. Um, and on our main stage, we're going to have burlesque performers, freak show performers, aerialists, um, a few tricks up our sleeve by our host, uh, Mateo. And then upstairs, we have a skybox dance party with eight DJs rotating and uh, gypsy quarters where there's going to be four psychics. We have a little vendor's marketplace and there's three bars throughout the venue. Um, and again, we have the Parade of Fools happening at midnight, and uh, there's sure to be some tricks and treats with that as well. So this sounds like a really long event because your start time is listed as 8 p.m. Yeah. So the doors open at 8 p.m., um, and then at midnight, we're doing our Parade of Fools. We're going to crown the King of Fools, and it goes till 2 a.m. So it's kind of a nightlife event. It's kind of, um, you know, a twisted club, uh, spooky atmosphere, what have you. Um, you know, there's places for people to hang out people to shop you can eat you can go on the patio uh there's a lot of photo ops there's so there's a lot of stuff to see and the stage continually changes so we have over 10 freak show performers and then again it's a full burlesque team the doll face dames coming out and you listed vendors just now what type of vendors will be there so um because the space is limited and it's an inside theater venue uh we only have about seven to ten vendors and we're making sure that each of our vendor is very different from the next so we have Blackcraft Colts, um, and then we have a henna artist who's coming out. We have Full Moon Blessings who are coming out with their uh, essential oils and candles and whatnot. Uh, Deep Rooted Wraps, uh, which is going to be doing like crystals. Um, I have a few uh, like a spooky um, where they they have like bats and spiders and things like that that have been. Um, uh, I forget that word. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Taxidermied? Um, taxidermied. Sorry there. I was like, <laughs> it sounds like taxes. Um, yeah. Stuffed and mounted. Yes. And there's going to be some cool, you know, magnets. And a few vendors that are here at Spook Show um, are reaching out about coming out to Fool's Festival. Again, since we're just be getting the buzz out about us, um, people are unsure. But I'm something that I'm working for in the vendors is to make sure that each one is very different. Mm-hmm. Um, so that way we can have a variety for our guests. Uh, you mentioned that it's going to be an all night. Well, not all night. It goes till 2 a.m. and there'll be the, a club, basically, and and a bunch of other things like that. How would you recommend people dress? Because this is kind of something that has a bunch of different things combined, where people might wear one thing to something but not the uh, to the other. So this is the big question that I'm getting. Um, we we keep getting messages on Instagram, and um, also here at Spook Show, people are asking, "What can I wear?" You can wear whatever you'd like, as long as it's you know legal and within reason. We can't have any nudity, but uh, yeah, you can wear a costume, or some people are going to wear a little bit of gothic robe, maybe. Um, but whatever you're wearing, as far as material-wise or costume-wise, is totally fine. When it comes to face paint, it can't be full face face paint because we are. Um, um, an 18 and over venue, you know, obviously they need to recognize your ID um, and no masks. Um, we want all of the the spooks and stuff to come from us and our trained professionals in that. Um, but we are more than welcome to wear whatever you'd like. Um, but and again, no full face paint, no full masks, but costume as you will. Um, I would recommend maybe uh, you can wear something fun or you can even come in just some a normal nightlife attire as you're going, you know, out to dinner. Um, and <laughs> yes, and also with your costumes, you can't have any major props, so no weapons, no fake uh, knives or machetes or things like that. Um, you know, because it is there is alcohol there and it's kind of a nightlife environment, we want to keep everybody safe. Um, so yeah, no add-ons like that, no staffs or anything like that. You're also a makeup artist at Knotts, correct? Yes. 
So with that sort of expertise, can we expect some scary and ghoulish type of makeup at this event? Yes. So um, I am a makeup artist, and so people are expecting um, some cool makeups to come out. I myself are not able to be able to apply any makeups at night because there's so much going on. Um, MTV has reached out to us about coming out and filming. We have a few uh, special tricks and stuff that I have to be attended to. But I've put together an awesome team of makeup artists. Um, our makeup designer is uh, Sammy Sias, and she's also a veteran makeup artist at Knott's, and um, she has her own shop and stuff, and so we've put in um, her, a girl named Mackenzie Cook, Brittany Moody, um, Sarah Rodriguez, so they're all very phenomenal airbrush artists, monster makers, and so even um, we're going to have some atmosphere talent that are going to be out there to be amongst the people, but also we have some volunteers in place to just help people guide and, you know, answer questions, and even our volunteers will have a little bit of uh, spookiness on them as well. Now, how did this idea come up? Um, so this idea came up between myself and uh, a couple other friends, my friend uh, Shawnee Drake um, and a few other friends that we were talking about um, and just how we had been to events and we felt like maybe some events weren't um, all the way there for the talent or all the way there for the guest and it was kind of always like one side or the other and because we're on both sides of entertainment we go to a lot of events as guests and also we're, we're the performers or the artists and, and whatnot. So. Uh, I work in entertainment uh, as well as makeup, and I was like, you know, I'm going to take a break from producing other people's events, and I'm going to put on this event for myself. And, um, and so my goal in this is for all of our performers to leave our event saying, hey, that was a great time. You know, I'm going to have some food for them and some drink, and I'm going to make sure that they get a lot of exposure and, and, you know, some monetary things and things like that. But also I want the guests to feel like, wow, they said freak show, and we got a freak show. They said burlesque, and there was a burlesque. And so I want everybody to leave, you know, saying like, hey, that was a great time. And on all fronts, not only the workers, the vendors. That's why with the vendors, I want to make sure everybody's different. So, you know, you don't have two people selling the same T-shirts next to each other. Um, so I really want to make it, you know, everyone have a great time on all sides. Well, thank you so much for taking the time out to speak to us. Uh, where can people find more information about the event? Um, people can find more information on our website, which is thefoolsfestival.com or on our Instagram, which is at thefoolsfest. Thank you again for taking the time to speak with us today. I hope you have an amazing spook show. Thank you so much for having me. And break a leg at the event. Yeah. So we went into this without knowing much about Fool's Fest. But True. It sounds really, really cool. It sounds like a very fun evening. Yeah. A very fun, long evening, actually. Yeah. Combining a show with a club and making it that long. And it, I mean, it sounds cool. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Uh, I'm very, very curious about this. So that was all the interviews. Again, thank you everybody so much for taking the time out and following two random guys to the shaded tree area. It's funny because almost every person we interviewed was like, I'm not going to get kidnapped. I know you guys' reputation. No, no, <laughs> wait, wait, Mike, you're misrepresenting that a little bit. The question actually was, oh, is this the point where I get kidnapped? They were much more direct than... <laughs> it's the same thing. <laughs> no, no, they, they were actually expecting it from us, uh, I think. <laughs> Mike and Russell are taking me away. I'm going to die. <laughs> so, really, we're nice guys. Come on, man. Don't, don't, don't set a standard like that. Jeez. Okay, we can be nice guys. Anyways, so... <laughs> so, Spook Show 2017, number five. Definitely a success. Is in the history books. 
and I'm bummed it's over, but my sunburn is glad it's over. <laughs> it was hot today. Yeah, but worth it. Yeah, definitely. So nice seeing everyone, everyone that we ran into. It was great seeing everyone. Definitely a fun time. So thank you for listening to our Spook Show special. We love alliteration. <laughs> if you want to get in contact with us, you can email us at mike at myhauntlife.com or russell at myhauntlife.com with two S's or two L's on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Periscope. Search for us at My Haunt Life. Uh, we're also on YouTube. So if you'd rather listen to the podcast via YouTube, you can do that. Just search for My Haunt Life podcast. And of course, myhauntlife.com has the calendar. Uh, so any new events that are coming up, such as things that Dora mentioned with possible more spook show things, Midsummer Scream is on there, Into the Black will be on there, Scarlet is on there now, Fool's Fest, and so much more. There's immersive theater on there. There's escape room specials happening that we put on there. Uh, so check out the calendar and check out the forums there's a lively conversations going on right now and thanks for listening i'm mike and i'm russell see ya uh and based on the mid the and then read so we asked him to speak and then based nah, you're killing me dude no. It's the all, editing is going to be all, so fun. No, it's all in a row. So you can just take that whole <laughs> clip out. Uh, all right. I, I will remove that portion.